The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, it's Warhorse and Warhorse's pal Boner. And we're here to tell you that you're listening to the uh, Rough House podcast with Marty and Kristoff. You know, Marty the Mangler and uh, Kristoff the uh, Jack. Uh, no, I don't want to say that. But. I'm glad you're here, glad you're ready to listen to this shit, clean out your ears, shut your mouth, open your eyes, cause it's time for that good, sweet podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their warhammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hola. the Rough House Podcast. I am Marty. Bienvenidos. Yo soy a Christoph. Gracias para listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As Chris tries to go to the deepest reaches of high school Spanish. Uh, well, you know, if you want, if I, you know, if you want to tell somebody to clean a deep fryer, I, I got that. That's, that's my that's my on the job uh, Spanish experience there. Yes. But uh, <laughs> in terms of uh, escucha, escucha is listening. Escuchar yeah. uh, the verb. So uh, gracias para escucha uh, a la. Uh, Podcastia uh, Casa Ruff. Spanish <laughs> Ruff. Roof. <laughs> roof. Yeah, that's how, that's how it is. You just roll the R. Yes. I cannot <laughs> roll R. I am, I am physically incapable of doing, which means I will really? never go full Justin Roberts. Congratulations. Do you have a forked tongue? Uh, I have a lazy tongue, I think is the problem. <laughs> Get a fucking job, Marty's tongue. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just lounging about, yeah. you know, just soaking in, you know, just relaxing your taste buds and, you know, <laughs> enjoying some fresh cold iced tea that I'm sure gets uh, poured into your, uh, you <laughs> know, gullet. your gullet every now and then. Yeah. Lazy fucking tongue. Uh, by the way, Chris, I don't know what it says about the weirdness of my brain. It is currently 1047 as we are recording. You mentioned deep fryer. AM. Oh, yes, in, in, in yep. a.m., not the evening. Um, uh, you mentioned deep fryers for two seconds. Hey. I'm like, hmm, chicken tenders sound good. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's one of those, like, you know, you hear something and then you instantly, like, taste it and start salivating. Yeah. Um, so I guess your lazy tongue's getting a workout. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, you good know. for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, glad, yeah, yeah. Glad for that guy. Uh, but hello. Uh, welcome to Rough House. This is a professional wrestling podcast. Uh, what? Not the tongue yeah. cast? <laughs> not, not the tongue cast. Not this Where week. we give cunnilingus techniques Whoa, via hey, audio. No, no, no. That's on the Patreon. That's You got to pay for that. <laughs> Speaking of the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash the roughhouse podcast. As always, we appreciate your patronage. Uh, if you are a part of it, you probably already know this, but we have a new episode of Schlegel's Soapbox. Uh, right. coming up, um, and that focuses a lot on the lore of the fiend. The lack thereof. Yes. So, uh, enjoy that. But hey, let's go, just go head first into it. Let's talk about the World Wrestling Federation. Never heard of them. 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. 
I realize that now that with as old as that audio is, it's like for 70 years, not for 50 yeah. years. But yeah, that's, that's, wow. that's where we're at. We, we are, uh, Chris, believe it or not, we are two weeks away from WrestleMania. <laughs> It wasn't just a pay-per-view. I know, right? Didn't didn't it yeah. just happen? Uh, wow. it, it's, it's a two-night show, and I have to say, on paper, for the <sighs> most part, this sounds like a good WrestleMania, which is something that I feel like I say every year, and then the weight of, you know, eight hours of professional wrestling just brings me down completely but uh yeah, we, we, we it will do we started to see everything get laid out we starting to see you know what matches on what night that sort of thing yes it's going to be in front of 15 20 thousand people live at raymond james stadium in tampa florida um i mean hey good for them uh look i i'm not at this point i i've said all i have to say about doing live events in the era of a pandemic UFC put tickets on sale for their first show in Jacksonville uh, and sold out within 20 minutes. So Yeah, and they're not limiting capacity. Yeah, it's nuts that is, to butts that is in there. full capacity. That is a packed arena. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I've said what I have to say there. Uh, I will just add very quickly, get your vaccine when you can. But let's take a look at this card, Chris, because it could be two good shows, at least with what we have so far. I'm sure we're going to get uh, random things added to it, like a uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, a Women's Battle Royal, which they probably need to figure out what woman to name it after this time. Um, <laughs> random sketches with the Hall of Fame people, all both classes that are being inducted at the same time. With Not some Batista. Minor changes. Not Batista, yeah, Batista pulled out because he can't be there. Uh, which is funny because it's a taped show this year. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's uh, Big Dave going like, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah. maybe I don't want this after uh, all. I, I think if anything, he wants it in front of an actual crowd, as opposed to yeah. a crowd who. This is true. They taped on Monday night. They, they. Did oh yeah. Hear about this, Chris? Yes, uh, I did. They, they had the people Raw, who yes. were in the Thunderdome uh, for Monday Night Raw. They, they recorded their reactions to yes. things so they were giving prom given prompts uh like you know uh all right for the next 30 seconds act like you're cheering for the next 30 seconds uh give a respectful clap for the next 30 seconds uh give a very oh god i, I wish i, I had i, I think the turn of phrase that i i laughed at was something like thoughtful nodding yes <laughs> yeah it's like mm. Yes. 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 He makes some salient points there. Yes. Hmm, indeed. Yes. Davy yes, Boy Jr., you're making strong points about your dad, who was a big steroid man. Mm, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, hilarious. Yes. Um, I mean, why couldn't you just open the Thunderdome up for, for the Hall of Fame taping? I mean. Well, uh, to be fair, at that point, they will be moving the Thunderdome. Uh, the Go Home Raw and SmackDown for Mania are being taped in advance because they're moving the Thunderdome from Raymond James Stadium uh, to another arena in Tampa. In Tampa, yeah. yeah. So, so they will not be able to actually have any live things going on. It's all going to be pre-taped uh, through to Mania. On I'll, you know what? Maybe Takeover is going to be live. I, I can't I can't recall for sure, but nevertheless, this is what we've got going on for Mania Night One and Night Two. Night One, Saturday night, April the tenth, 
We've got the Raw Tag Team titles on the line as it's the New Day, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods defending against AJ Styles and the in-ring day butt of Omos. Not Edward James. Uh. Really tall black guy. <laughs> um, so That was almost a good joke. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so ah. three quarters of that match sound like a great time. I mean, you know, you never know. This guy could be the fucking next. Uh, he could be the next great Kali, or he could be the next Shaq. Who hey, knows? Hey, WWE Hall of Famer, great Kali. Thank you. <laughs> Man, they were fucking letting anybody in. Yeah, they are fucking Canes in this year. Like that feels like they're already going. I don't know, fucking Kane. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we've got Bad Bunny versus The Miz, which will be. Something I'm sure it's going to have run-ins from Elias and uh, John Morrison and Damian Priest. and Yeah. It's going to be a whole to-do. Uh, we've got Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon after they they faked out that match for uh, Fastlane this past Sunday. Uh, well, I think you're burying the lead on Braun Strowman news this week, Marty. <laughs> oh, oh, am I? Am I, Chris? Yes. Please do, do tell. <laughs> Because as you uh, <clears throat> so wonderfully pointed out to me, uh, you know, Braun likes to do his little uh, run around the ring and pounce sort of situation. Yes. They've added train sound effects to this maneuver. Yes. In one of the most hilariously, stupidly baffling things I've ever seen in my life. This feels like the natural extension of the Uso Penitentiary door slam. Uh, yeah, but that didn't happen during a match, did oh, it? Oh, no, it didn't. It's just as bad. It's just it's as dumb. It's fucking Looney Tunes. It's it was just as nonsensical. Um, and, and especially it's going to be weird when it's done in front of a fucking live crowd. Um, I mean, well, I mean, don't forget the uh, the bullets before Ricochet's theme. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Always a great idea. You have a packed crowd. Let's do gun noises um, yeah. <laughs> in, well, in America. You know, in Tampa. Yeah. In Tampa, they, yeah. they're used to it, I'd imagine. Fair point. Uh, but, yeah, Braun Strowman now has the ability to summon train noises. How, how, how soon I forget. Literally, I, I, mean, I wasn't sure what Braun Strowman thing you were going to reference to. Maybe him getting green slimed a few weeks ago. Uh, oh, no, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah. Well, he, he said, I'm I don't know, and then Shane dumped it on his head. I'm surprised the match is against Shane McMahon and not against, uh, I don't know, Thomas the Tank Engine? I mean, like, <laughs> are we going to, are we going to, Mr. Con- you know, can we resurrect uh, George Carlin as Mr. Conductor? Yeah. And uh, it, it, That's how they're getting Ringo Starr on the showcase, the Immortals. That's what they're going to do. Get him to <laughs> pop up with his timepiece and just ramble on about how shitty a drummer he is. Um not even yeah. the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's one of the greatest fuck you lines in the history of mankind. Yes. yes. Um, but yeah, that's just going to be Shane McMahon falls off high things. The sequel. Yeah. I mean, who gets the ship spot? You know? Well, I think based off of the way this works, we're going to get one per night. So, uh, right. you know, the, the Saturday ship spot, definitely going to Goes Shane, Shane. And then Kevin Owens gets the, <laughs> yeah, uh, he gets the, the Sunday, Sunday ship spot. Ship uh, spot. Also on Saturday, we're getting, uh, arbitrarily, but hey, it could be really great. Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking Ring of Honor 2000, what, four? 
uh, maybe five, six, something five, like six? that. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Uh, but it's it, it definitely, you know, uh, the, the indie darlings get to throw down, uh, in, in the stadium. I, I think it could be really good, but the way that they've built to it is somewhat baffling between Seth Rollins new out of touch dad character and, uh, Cesaro doing mostly nothing except for some reason, having a pinfall over Daniel Bryan and, cutting the same promo everyone does on talking smack slash raw talk where you ramble on for 10 minutes about how you're overlooked you're the best in the industry and you're going to make yourself important which really would be powerful and fantastic considering how passionately these are cut if not everyone in the fucking company was cutting them um i I mean isn't that more uh oh it's an indictment of the wwe more than anything else right yeah exactly but it's just everyone is cutting that when peyton royce is cutting that promo that's when you've kind of hit you know uh critical mass yeah critical mass it is it is the suez canal of these promos (laughs) They're, they're just stacking on top of each other. The best one is the Austin Powers cart in the hallway yes. with the ship over laid yes. over it. Uh, fucking Absolutely killed me. Perfect. Fantastic. Um, we've got the women's title match, SmackDown women's title match. Sasha Banks defending against Bianca Belair, which should be damn good. And what I assume will be the main event, Bobby Lashley. I'm sorry, who? Legal name, Bobbert Lasharelli. Hey! Hey, Bobby getting the WrestleMania main event again, hey! Defending the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre, where, of course, Drew McIntyre will win because this is about getting Drew his coronation in front of a live crowd. So does Uh, he get a long title reign afterwards again? uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, Drew McIntyre is, I've said before, I think he's a guy who got done dirty the worst by covid uh, of any main event level star in pro wrestling. Um, you know, probably yeah. you, you could argue maybe Naito. Um, you could argue maybe that Omega's heel turn and everything would have been more effective in front of a live crowd. But I think front to back drew McIntyre needs the live crowd more than anyone else. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, of that tier of guys and sure. the fact that, you know, his face turn and his, winning of the championship and, you know, uh, taking out the unbeatable beast and Brock Lesnar and, and all of these things were done at that point in front of, you know, literal ceiling fans instead of nobody, instead of no fans. Um, it's, it's really a shame. And, uh, (laughs) hopefully, you know, this, this kind of sets the timeline, right? If you will. Uh, I would rather he not do the Braveheart makeup. That that's a little much. Yeah, I, I, mean, I thought the match the sword with him thing and I kind of get very good, but the the makeup is a little much. Yeah, because when you're not used to seeing somebody in makeup, and then you're seeing them in makeup, uh, it, it just it doesn't fit his aesthetic. I get it; he's Scottish and Braveheart and all that shit. Yeah, but yeah, no, um, it's not work. Then bro. night two on Sunday, we've got Big E defending the Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Cruz. In a match that on paper should have been good, but if Fastlane was any indication, it's going to be slow plotting and disappointing. Um, yeah, I, I read about that. With some random spots that are just brutal as hell for no reason. Yeah, and a botch finish. Yes, yes. Uh, not not a great uh, rebirth for Apollo Cruz. Uh, we've got Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Just because, mm-hmm. and much like the just because match of Seth Rollins versus Cesaro, I anticipate them tearing the house down for no reason other than they can. 
And then apparently this Logan Paul guy might get involved. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've been saying on the show for some time that professional wrestling needs to start doing things that get a younger audience watching that I, as a middle-aged man, and old. as yeah. an old, as, as someone in his mid-30s, just kind of goes, I don't get it. Congratulations. There we go. Yeah. I don't get it. But if it bumps the ratings, good on you. That's pretty much where I'm at with it. I, I, I have yeah. I have nothing else to bring to the table other than I don't understand it, but I hope it works out. Um, we've got Oscar defending the Raw Women's Championship against Rhea Ripley. Should be very good until they randomly decide to add Charlotte to it. And <laughs> then if she's clear from COVID, which the, she will be, hopefully. Yes. I, uh, or, I mean, in terms of her health, hopefully, but yes, not necessarily yeah. to be inserted into this match. And then the main event, Universal Championship on the line, Roman Reigns defending against Edge and Daniel Bryan in a triple threat match. So since we last spoke, Chris, uh, the whole Edge thing changed pretty significantly. So Edge was the special enforcer of Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. Edge snapped in the match, attacking Daniel Bryan with a chair. So the feel-good return of Edge has been turned into a heel turn. Yeah, and and apparently... If you're listening to rumor and scuttlebutt, it's because uh, I think the quote was, he looks older with each passing day, Um, (laughs) which can be said about anybody because, you know, with each passing day, one uh, becomes another day older. So, you know, I I get that. But, you know, for somebody of Edge's age, I think he looks pretty damn good. Um, Yeah. You know, he does kind of look like, you know, every single image you see of Jesus in the Catholic Church, but he's looking pretty good. I mean, you know, you figure that would draw some people, right? Yeah, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the, the, the overlap uh, of Christians and wrestling fans Well, they had is. one Christian and he left. Ah! Ah! <laughs> you can't put him in a cage. No, you can't. He's got too much charisma, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Keep this. Let's go. <laughs> Can't switch on that one. Continuing on. Um, Unless you have the benefit of flash photography. Yes. Uh, it's just the thing that, and, and some people, I'm not saying this is original thought because some other people pointed this out. You have this triple threat at Mania, mm-hmm. and it is Roman Reigns who beat leukemia and had to come back as a heel. Right. You have Daniel Bryan, who came <sighs> back from his career being over mm-hmm. and only regained really any momentum by turning heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Planet's Champion bit was great while it lasted. Exactly. And now you have Edge, who came back after seven years. People went, eh, we don't really give a shit, so they had to turn him heel. What I mean, is they gave s- a shit at the Rumble. But they, they gave a shit, <laughs> gave at, a shit well, we think they gave a shit at the Rumble. We don't know because there weren't people physically there. Well, no, no, no. The, the rumble when he came back. Oh, fair point. Fair point. Yeah, yeah. No, that place was nuclear. Yes. Uh, but what does it say about WWE that you have these three guys who should be the natural babyface stories, overcoming the odds, beating these these literal threats on their lives and livelihoods? Mm-hmm. And they've all got to be turned into bad guys for people to give a shit. Uh, it says that WWE doesn't know how to tell stories anymore. That's what it says. 
unfortunately, or to get, yeah, get characters over. Yeah, I, I, I think you are correct, and 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 it's just such, you know, I, I, I hate, I really dislike coming on here on a weekly basis and just teeing off on the WWE. I mean, on one hand, I enjoy it. Uh, it's it, it's it, it's a nice way to uh, to get off some steam, but in the same regard, like I I would love to sit here and talk about WrestleMania and not have that yearly feeling that I've had for a number of years now, which is on paper that's a great card. I can't wait to hate it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I I am no stranger to hate watching as Fair. my last weekend suffering through Zack Snyder's Justice League taught me. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I have no problem ripping on WWE because, uh, you know, the WWE as a whole, uh, I don't – I still feel like I don't want to support. I mean, you know, <laughs> even to the point where I've considered do we even talk about WWE anymore on this podcast because yeah. you're just getting more attention to their product. But it's the – Biggest wrestling promotion in the world. It'd so. be like ignoring the NFL and just covering arena football. Yeah, which I'm sure there are podcasts that do because right, there's a right. hundred thousand podcasts about every fucking terrible topic you can think of. Um, and I'm what? happy. I, I I will put it out there, especially because more often than not lately, we've been hearing a, a, a lot of you on the socials responding to things we put out here. Roughhouse listener. Are you cool with us continuing to shit on this product, or would you like us just to move on? Because I think we kind of want to move on a little bit. We'll we'll see, of course, how this mania goes. It could I mean, be a, again. It could be a good one on paper. It is, and also when you throw your five or ten dollars at Peacock, uh, you know, a lot less of it's going to the WWE directly. So you got that going for you. That's that's true. It's because they already got their fucking payday. Exactly. But um, but you know, from, judging by some of the responses that we get. It certainly seems that people are still watching WWE um, to the point where, you know, I know Buddha is going to WrestleMania, uh, our oh, buddy wow. Buddha. Yeah, I'm not sure. And I think I saw, you know, a, a couple other people, you know, uh, other friends I've seen are going to WrestleMania. And yeah. that's, you know, one of them is taking his, you know, small daughter who loves wrestling to WrestleMania. That I get. Sure, sure. Um, but, you know. People are still, I mean, you know, Raw is still bringing in 1.8 mil on average um, yeah. per week, which, you know, is a far cry from what it was, but still better than what uh, AEW and NXT are doing combined. Also so, true. you know, in terms of eyeballs, and we talk about this a little bit on the Schlegel's soapbox of, you know, it's so, whittled down to such a diehard base at this point. Um, but those diehards are exactly that. Um, and I, I'm sure there are a number of them who listen. So yeah, let us, let us know what you think. I mean, I, if we continue to talk about WWE, unless something really blows me away, I'm going to continue to motherfuck them. Um, <laughs> cause that's just how I feel about the corporation as a whole. But, uh, but yeah, you know, give, give us, uh, your thoughts. Yeah, we, we would love to hear it. And speaking of WWE, let's talk about their other brand. So they are still continuing to get over the whole COVID outbreak thing. But I will say, much like Mania, even though it's a two-day show, uh, on paper, sounds like we're going to have a damn fine takeover. 
between uh, the 7th and 8th of April. Uh, first part airing on USA, second part airing on Peacock. Here's what we've got laid out so far. Uh, both nights have four matches scheduled. So okay. night one, which will be on USA, uh, we've got – now this is this is where it gets hinky. This coming week on NXT television, there's going to be a battle royal. Okay. The six final people in said battle royal will go on to, on the first night of TakeOver, a six-man gauntlet eliminator match. Okay, like an Aztec Warfare type thing. Uh, so so it's it, it's a gauntlet. So it's you know, okay, person one versus person one on two. One. Winner okay. goes against person three. Winner that goes against gotcha. person four. Anyway, at the end of that, that person goes on to night two of Takeover on Peacock to face Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship. So you have to win a battle royal, or sorry, you have to be one of six people who win a battle royal. Mm-hmm. To get into a gauntlet, which you then have to win to face Johnny Gargano in the second night of TakeOver. Well, he's Mr. TakeOver, so Johnny TakeOver, so sure. Okay. And, and I mean, they've that's set a, up that's a, a number of... of different people who could be in that spot. Um, you know, whether it is uh, they do the Dexter Loomis thing because that's been the feud, you know, him with, and the way, or they throw Kushida out there again for a rematch or any number of different things. There, there are certainly options. Um, which is probably why they are doing the battle royal to gauntlet movement because they've laid so many plans out there. Um, and credit to NXT for having that many different options. Um, look, right. I know some of them aren't going to be realistic. Uh, but hey, it's good that they have it. Um, but that's going to be on night one. Uh, we're okay. also going to so, have. Oh, sorry. So real quick, so Johnny Gargano's faction or whatever they're called, the Way. Yes, they are called the Way. Okay, so. How has there not been a rival faction of like muscle beefheads that come out and they're the W H E Y way? The way, yeah, the way. If if they want to send, uh, uh, oh God, get a GNC Tucker. sponsorship there, you know, if they want to send Otis and Tucker back down to NXT, they could just do that. Have either of them been on TV in the past? Uh, uh, month? Otis is uh, uh, short. Oh, he's with Gable, little buddy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, little buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Otis I, is a little buddy, right? Aren't um, they like Alpha Academy or something? I think I saw like a tweet or something got like some that. Dumb name. I. Chad Gable gets what he gets from resigning. That's <laughs> that's where I'm at. There. He resigned. Uh, I I don't think he. I, I think his current deal is up like next year. But oh, okay. He, he gets right. what he gets for still being there is more what I'm getting at. Um, we have a triple threat tag match for the vacant NXT tag titles because they got pulled off of Wani and Tui due to Danny Burge's uh, separated shoulder. It's going to be MSK, Wesley, and Nash Carter <laughs> against the grizzled young vets of James Drake and Zach Gibson versus Legato Del Fantasma. That's the team of Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild. Joaquin Wild. So, okay. All super right. fun match on paper. Uh, we've got Io Shirai defending the women's championship against Raquel Gonzalez. I really would prefer this to be Io and Dakota, but that's me. Well, certainly seems like they're setting up Raquel Gonzalez for a big win here. Yeah, yeah, they they are all in on Raquel Gonzalez. I mean, she's gotten a lot better. She's not like some other NXT people who left NXT and got infinitely better, but she's gotten better. Uh, All I remember about her is when she debuted, she had these, like, really weird, like, 
gene like jean chaps like denim chaps in her in in her gear that's all i remember about her yeah i i just remember when she first debuted i was like is tamina running in what's happening (laughs) yeah Uh, she was in one of the may young classics as well or maybe both i don't know at least one of them yeah and then uh, the match I'm most excited for for the NXT UK Championship, it's Valter defending against Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, be he's been really uh, leveling little Tommy Champ with some uh, with some chops recently. Yes, which is always fun to see. And then the card they're making you pay for night two on Peacock, Jordan Devlin and Santos Escobar will be having a ladder match to determine the undisputed NXT Cruiserador Champion. Um, okay. This All was right. set up on NXT on Wednesday with the most awkward promo where Shawn Michaels came out and told them, oh, yeah, this is what we did back in, you know, 94 uh, with me and Razor. You guys should do it. Um, did he actually say that or did he just throw the ladder in the ring? Uh, he uh, it was. Did he actually like talk? Uh, I believe he did. I can't oh. remember at this point. OK, all I saw was a clip of him throwing the ladder in the ring. Yes, I was he did like, throw okay. a ladder in the ring. Um we got, of course, Johnny Gargano defending against the winner of the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly in an unsanctioned match. Okay. Lights out. Uh, but not lights out. But not lights out. I guess yeah. wins and losses. I mean, wins and losses will matter as much as NXT <laughs> as they need to. And right. then uh, your main event, Finn Balor defending the NXT Championship against Karrion Cross. Let's hope that Finn Balor survives with both shoulders. <laughs> well, both of them have been injury, uh, you know, been bitten by the injury, injury bug. and injuring yeah. others. Uh, right. On paper, it should be a fine match. I still think Carrying Cross's uh, yell face during his intro is one of the derpiest things I've ever seen. And it, the whole intro is fucking cringe, man. Let's <laughs> be honest. It, it is peak Triple H creativity. God, Scarlet's out there lip syncing some terrible voiceover. It's it's, prey, it's awful. Fallen prey. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> this is where, if I had it, I'd put a Ring of Honor intro. Don't have one yet. Oh. I should make one. Ring of Honor had a pay-per-view this past Friday evening, the 19th anniversary show, which just makes me feel old because I was at, like, the third Ring of Honor show. The big Um, news coming out of this uh, pay-per-view is that uh, our pal Danhausen has uh, began using the go-to-sleep and has gotten... (laughs) Gotten the blessing from um, the Mr. The Pepsi Man, I think, as he calls him, yes. uh, CM Punk, uh, said, uh, I have no problem with it. Go for it. But you may want to ask uh, the other guy because he gets a little testy about it. Yes. So then uh, the originator of the GTS, Kenta, chimed in, says, yeah, that's awesome. Go for it. I don't have a problem with anybody using it except for you, uh, referencing Punk. Yes. So – Kenta is still good really good there. on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Elsewhere on the show, Dragon Lee lost two championships without being in a single match. <laughs> no, he was not stripped. Dragon wow. Lee was unable to compete on the show due to a ruptured eardrum. So Kenny King subbed in for him because he is a fellow uh, uh, Los Angeles member. Kenny King yeah. subbed in for him in two matches and lost both belts. So if that doesn't turn into, and granted, I don't want to see it, but if that doesn't turn into Dragon Lee beating the absolute piss out of Kenny King when he comes back, I feel like that's a missed opportunity. Yeah, I've never understood the appeal of Kenny King. I don't know myself. I mean, yeah, he's I, on I, Bachelor, but like, is that 
that's the best we've got. Like, think that's really yeah. Cool. Like e- even back like when I was doing stuff with Ring of Honor back in the day, yes. and and watching it week to week, I was like, this guy really does nothing for me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's and I still hold a grudge for him eliminating Liger and Muda from the Battle Royal at the Garden. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's very very weird. But um, so we've got uh, uh, Tracy Williams is the Hot TV sauce. champion. And Tracy okay. Williams is one half of the tag champions as he and Rhett Titus uh, defeated Bestia yeah. Del Ring and Kenny King. Bestia. Yeah, that's, and that's the other one. Kenny yeah. King. Well, they were the, what, All Night Express back in the day? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I don't care for either of them. Yeah. Very weird. Very, very weird. He's but, a weird looking fellow. No disagreement. But the one thing that did actually get me vaguely intrigued was uh, in the main event. We uh, had uh, the main event was Roosh defending the Ring of Honor Championship against Roosh. Jay Lethal because, of course, Jay Lethal is still in there. Uh, and what else is gonna do? He's gonna hire him. yeah. Uh, and uh, after the match, Roosh defended uh, the belt successfully. Uh, La Faction in Gober- <laughs> Gobernable. Yes. Yeah, Attack uh, Jay Lethal. The Foundation, which is the group that uh, Jay Lethal is part of, went to make the yeah. save. And then here comes Brody King, formerly mm-hmm. of Villain Express, and Enterprises. He, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Villain Enterprises, and he is. <laughs> he weren't uh, a fast food place. <laughs> <laughs> he is flanked by Tony Deppin, Chris Dickinson making his Ring of Honor debut, and Homicide making his Ring of Honor return, and. They're calling themselves Violence Unlimited, which is a fun name, although they spell it where you would read, because they drop all the vowels. It's Vunz Unted. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the name itself is a fine wrestling faction name, but yes. yeah, the, the spelling is is question markable at best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and they went right into selling their own merch with a very uh, metal-looking logo. I don't know if you saw that, Chris. Oh, I didn't. I I'll, I'll, I'll have to send that to you. Uh, uh, but uh, it's actually the it shares a name and spelling with a uh, song by Brody King's band, God's Hate. So that's why. Oh, he's in that band. He's the lead singer of that band. Yeah, OK. All right. Yeah. I listened because I kept seeing everybody uh, tweet about God's Hate. I listened to it. It was OK. It yeah. wasn't but yeah, it wasn't really King. my speed. I did not know that. I thought he was just a big fan. No, no, it's him. It's okay. him and his boys. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that faction is interesting, and it's enough to make me kind of pay attention to Ring of Honor. Um, I mean, hey, look, they've made the UMBC Event Center their home base. There's a chance I can see uh, guys like Bandito and Dragon Lee and, um, you know, that entire roster of, of talent in the Violence Unlimited crew. Like, right. yeah, I'll go, but still kind of a cold product for me yeah uh, I'm, I'm not gonna argue with you on that i haven't really watched it aside from you know some tweets of what happened at the pay-per-view so but they yeah, are I completely mean, crowdless know. by the way they don't even have fake crowd yeah. noise they just the stark noises of pro wrestling um but sure. hey here's a company that's doing pretty good without having a full-size crowd Looks like we might actually get under an hour this time, Chris. Check that out. 
Yeah. Uh, we are <laughs> not if I spend a half hour talking about Dynamite because I really enjoyed the show. Yes, it was a very, very good show of Dynamite. Uh, basically, it was all of the good and a little bit of 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 the bad of AEW. Uh, as man, can we talk about the Cody Rhodes thing first off? Because I want to, sure. I, I yeah. want to dig into the things I I like. Cody, like the Rhodes, Cody Rhodes stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to dig in more to the things I like, so I want to get I this see. out of the way, is what I'm trying to say. I don't dislike Cody. I well, think, he's doing everything he can to make you dislike him. Yes. <laughs> I think Cody Rhodes is an excellent talent, an above-average promo. Uh, when he puts people over, he really puts people over. True. However, the entrance, the pyro, the arm drama and well, now this fucking yeah this fucking qt marshall storyline yeah i could not give less of a fuck and i'm sitting through qt marshall cutting a fucking 15 minute promo about how he's not cody's friend and then proceeds to describe or sorry he's not just cody's friend and he pre- proceeds to back that up by describing things he does as cody's friend yeah. I'm not just Cody's friend. I get him his snacks and cut his t-shirts <laughs> up for him. I like what? And we need yeah. to have an exhibition. And by an exhibition, I mean a match where we won't go into business for ourselves. See, I don't know why I'm turning him into a 1920s gangster, but I am. Not going to go into business for ourselves. We're going to lock ruin in. the day, Cody. And I want on in there. And on's going to referee it. Uh, like I I don't give a fuck. I don't I don't care. I don't I it, it, it's the most I have zoned out of AEW television since its inception. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another angle that really, I mean, some of the... It was one the, thing when it was the shack build, and it was baffling in how it was laid out. Yeah, but at least there was, you know, uh, something, an endpoint that intrigued you, you know? Right, an, right. An and, and the match itself delivered, like, right. well beyond any normal expectations. Sure, and an exhibition between QT Marshall and a one-armed Cody, that is not that is not no. to the level of a Shaq Pro Wrestling debut. I'm sorry. And and I'm sure there's gonna be melodramatics with Arn staring down Cody, like, why are you being so mean? Or what or or when QT goes heel, what are you doing? Like Yeah. I, I I don't I, I don't I don't care. Who is this for? Who is watching this and going, Hell yeah, Cody QT next week, I'm in. Like, who gives a shit? I, I don't know who this is for, aside from R- Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall. Uh, yeah. it, it is, you it know. is remarkably self-indulgent. Yeah. It is. It, it gets no one over. QT's, no. QT is going to look stupid, or everyone that l- has lost to Cody is going to look worse. Like, th- those are our two directions here. <sighs> yes. Agreed. I, it's a waste. Of, it's a waste of time. Um, and again, you know, like like we always say about WWE, there's a lot of talented people on the roster, and they're putting the focus on the people that uh, you wouldn't think they would. Um, you know, and maybe this is you know a legit wink at behind the scenes of Cody giving QT a shot. I mean, QT, ah, oh God, it's such a. Um, 
this phrase, a good hand has yeah. been, you know, one of those things that is, Oh, Hey, you're, you know, you're, you're a great technical wrestler, but your character work is shit is essentially yeah. what that, uh, translates to. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's pretty much QT Marshall in a fucking nutshell. Uh, and, and I hate to, you know, I'm not a worker. I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't wrestle. I don't, he, he can do shit. I can't do that's for damn sure. You know what I will say for QT? He's not Sean Spears. <laughs> you know why? Cause they haven't constantly tried to push him on television. Look, I'll give QT his due. Like the, the bunkhouse match he and Dustin had against butcher and blade ruled. That was, that was great. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. It was fantastic. But there were three people in that, or at least two people that you really liked in that match. <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. You gotta three even out the, the uh, bunny. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's math here. You gotta, yeah. You gotta work the math here. Uh, you but know? I, I just, I don't do you know. think, do you think the shirt, the ref shirts that they give Arn Anderson will be ill-fitted? Cause I'm pretty sure it will be. Uh, I think it will have the nightmare family logo on it for some undiscernible reason. I mean, you know, why wouldn't it? That's yeah. the, uh, you know, he can't, he can't look at the guy, uh, yeah. in his and neck, I hope, which I, I hope while he's refing, he's still looking at his Waffle House menu. That's what I'm hoping can, for. Can Can I tell you how disappointed I am that Cody's neck tattoo went out in the first round of our worst wrestler <laughs> tattoo bracket? That is I, that is a that was tr- our number two seed. Yeah, that is that is a true miscarriage of justice right there. I cannot fucking believe it that, and I don't even remember what beat it. Um, but it was something it's, where it was kind of surprising. It was very fucking surprising. Um, was it Tom Coe's arms shit? Because I feel like that went farther than I expected, too. It was uh, Taker's BSK ah, Pro. Ah, you know what? That's fair. Tattoo. That's fair. To be fair, Which we is have, terrible. We, we, we've also been teeing off on Taker a lot, so, you know. Uh, look, that's my fucking national pastime is teeing yeah. off on Taker. I got your note. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a terrible tattoo, but at least it's on his, like, belly. So you don't see it unless he's just wearing um, um, tights, which he usually has like the singlet type thing on. Uh, so you don't really see it that often. Whereas with Cody's face to face with horror, horror of the Undertaker by the book. So bad. Whereas Cody's tattoo is inescapable. Whenever you see his face, you see that stupid fucking tattoo. And you're yeah. reminded of just how terrible a uh, decision maker this guy can be. Yes. Yes. As proven with this time fucking and angle. time again. Um, yeah. Now uh, talking about Arn Anderson's uh, placemat of uh, scorecard that did remind me of something else from this week. I love that with the pinnacle Tully has an iPad now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know who went with that visual gag, but I'm a big fan of it. I I, I thought that was a very very nice touch. It it is it is funny. Uh, so the pinnacle, uh, yes. Their theme fucking rips. It's yeah. perfect for uh, them. It, it is full horseman all the way. Yes, yeah, and obviously that's the intent. And, it, and it, it, it's 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 been pulled off. Whoever did the theme yeah. did a great job. Probably Mikey uh, Ruckus still because he does ninety percent of their themes. Yeah, and some of the, you know. We talked about this when AEW premiered. A lot of these themes have grown on, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on you over time. Um, some, some not as much. Like, I am personally mourning the disappearance of the Jurassic Express theme because I like yeah, that. I did as uh, well. That said, 
what I mean, we we know what they're replacing it, but I was fine with them changing OC's theme. I thought his theme never worked for him. Well, it wasn't really his theme. He was just lumped in with the best friends. Well, no, no, no. The best friends have the best friends. He had his own theme. Yeah, he had his own theme. It was just like a guitar riff. Uh, they were using it most prominently during his feud with uh, Jericho. And I, I don't like, even remember this, it. This sucks as a theme. There you go. Uh, but uh, spoilers for uh, Elevation. Uh, Where is my mind by the Pixies is an inspired choice, and I kind of look forward to crowds singing it when uh, when we have crowds again. Now I want to go watch Fight Club. Thanks. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Uh. Um, but yeah, the the pinnacle just it it just works. Like even with my understandable confusion about Sean Spears, because even he looks confused as to why he's there. Um, it it feels big time already, and and the fact that they've kept, and I know it's only been two weeks, but the fact that they've kept the inner circle off TV has put yes. them over so much harder already. Yeah, and I liked the uh, they had a did they do like a post match promo yeah. situation or yeah, was it yeah, yeah. it was post match I really I love fired up post match promos especially after getting a, a hand you know a very dominant victory uh more or less uh i i love that because it just makes the you know the cocky heel you know i'm better than you and you know it just stick in a lot more uh really really did enjoy that there was there seemed to be i don't know uh it seemed to be a lot of vignettes and interviews and stuff this week on dynamite yeah they they've gotten very breakneck with the pacing of the show of just match promo story match promo story yeah. video pack and not in a bad way like it all builds things the only one that i kind of rolled my eyes with is um and i'm not going to say it's because i thought the promo was bad i don't get why we need to have another round of jade cargill and red velvet i feel like you know jade murdered her and therefore yeah. we can move on um but well now red velvet signed so now it's an official i don't fucking know you yeah know. i i just was like i don't need to see that again i i need jade continuing to launch little women into orbit with released germans that's mean, all i like need books the book little yes, woman little yes. women I, just like i throw, need like, her discuses? to launch saoirse ronan into the arms of Colton Gunn. That's what I need. <laughs> I'm sure Colton Gunn would appreciate that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it's one of the few times I'll bring up Colton Gunn in a positive way because seriously, kid, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> uh, continuing on with Dynamite as a whole, though, for as much as there was that storytelling, this was a show built on three of the best television matches you will see all year and one match that I don't necessarily speak about in the same way, but showcased what AEW is able to do that the competition is not. So let's talk about that lesser first. Ty Conti versus Nyla Rose. Yeah. Ty Conti has been in AEW for less than a year. Yep. And looks infinitely better than she did after four years in the fucking performance center. Yeah. If if there's any greater indictment to the, tens of millions of dollars that WWE has thrown into that system. It is the existence of Tay Conti as like, I know she's mentioned she's watching Shibata tapes and shit like that. Oh, it comes the across. fucking rage forearm she was throwing yeah. in that match. I was howling like, yeah, so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. The finish was a little ugly. Yeah. Toward the end, they Nyla seemed a little winded and they seemed a little unsure of what to do, but 
she looked like a, a fucking doe learning how to walk when she came into AEW, yeah. and now she looks like a murder machine. Yeah, I agree with every every sentiment. I think it's more, you know, the performance center is there to uh, teach you how to work a WWE style, and yeah. you know that style is sterile uh, and boring uh, for the most part. And I, I feel like once she had, you know. Uh, it was one of those, like, you know, she came into AEW and started training with, you know, Dustin or whomever was working uh, with the ladies at the time. She, like, you know, took the blue pill and her mind expanded and she, like, right, hooked right. into the Matrix and right. now knows fucking Kung Fu. You know, it's yeah. it's one of those uh, amazing sorts of things that you really like to see. And it's, uh, you know, it's a testament to to Dustin, who I think is the one who's working with yeah, the women, he, right? He's, he's the primary one. Um, uh, apparently, Omega uh, helps out as well. But Dustin is the primary guy running trainings, uh, you know, pre-show and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, uh, turns out Dustin Rhodes is a miracle worker. But, I mean, the, the thing that I've seen a lot of people say about the Performance Center is they teach people how to wrestle the same way. Like, yeah. they, they, don't, they don't bring the knowledge to you. Like, they, they give you... Um, basically a prescribed list of steps of what you need to be to be a WWE superstar, regardless of what sport you come from. And that's what I, I feel like probably in AEW, it's a bit more like, Oh, you know, judo. Well, let's see how to make you do worked judo throws and right. worked judo strikes. So you can use them in be the your context own of person. a match yeah. as opposed to, all right, you're going to have, three spots of your own the rest will be this and yeah. then you get the heat and then there's the combat like they they're trying to it's a, it's a re-education center essentially <laughs> yes 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 very much so it is trying to get everyone to fit the same they want an entire roster of randy orton's oh god Fuck. and the fact that baron corbin is is like one of the top tier guys who came mm. out of that is proof positive of that theorem because he works Oof. the fucking Orton match to a T. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you have Tay Orton's Conti fuck. just looking like a megastar uh, this short time and later. Getting And most importantly, getting the win. Yes. Um, yes. You know, not to say anything against Nyla. Nyla, you know, maybe got a little win. I, I, I gotta say, I don't I, I love the way her top rope knee drop looks, mm -hmm. but it's so unbelievable that somebody has to clearly balance themselves uh, draped over the yeah, top rope yeah. for that to happen. It, it's, if there it's, was... not, it's not in the pack style of the the elongated setup is to build the drama. It, it, this yeah. is a you really shouldn't be up there until you know what you're doing. And we appreciate that you're trying, but. Uh, hold that off, <laughs> and, and like I said, it looks cool when it when it when it gets hit. Yeah, but it, you know the the juice is not worth the squeeze on yes. on that one. But yeah, the match uh, was very surprising, very good to see. Um, and I guess they're pushing Tay Conti as the next uh, probably next challenger for Sheeta for the title. Looks certainly like. feels that way. I mean, yeah, it seems like there's also going to be a a uh, stop in uh, the the Hardy family. With uh, the bunny getting involved and that yeah. sort of thing, and and clearly there's still more juice to squeeze out of Britt Baker as she cut an all timer promo on Wednesday. Yep. Um, but in terms of going back to that in ring action, you had three matches that just blew me away. Um, and weirdly enough, the one that on paper I thought was going to be the best was the one that 
I, uh, if I had to rank the three, was that three out of three for me? And that being the, the six-man trios match, which I loved. I thought it was great. Uh, it was the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler against the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. Laredo Kid getting uh, a last-second call because apparently Pac has an injury. I think it's just in England. Um, <laughs> this was a great match. And, and you know, it, it, it had so, so many great callbacks between... Uh, the matches that the Bucks and the Lucha Bros have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, post match, there was the whole thing with the Rado Kid and Kenny Omega, which I enjoyed and, and, and so on. Uh, but I thought it was outdone on that very same show by the other two big matches of the week. Before we talk about those, I want to get your thoughts on the six man. I mean, you know. <laughs> obviously I'm very biased towards uh, the luchadors there. Uh, I thought it was a blast uh, and, and fantastic. And, you know, the right finish was done. You know, if this was a WWE match, you know, fucking uh, Nick Jackson would have super kicked Laredo kid and, and gotten the, uh, the win. But uh, you know, this is the smart thing was done. Laredo kid hit a top rope Spanish fly on um, Brandon, Cutler. Uh, Brandon Cutler. And then uh, got the pinfall, but not without its. Uh, the match was not without its high spots of craziness from Phoenix and Penta doing his Sarah Miedos all over the place. A lot of fun reversals, you know. The Bucks and Lucha Bros and, and assorted plus uh, plus ones. I'll, I'll watch it every week. I don't think I'll yeah. ever tire of that. Um, so yeah, I was definitely. Uh, Definitely very, very happy with how that all turned yeah, out. And we are going to get a version of it next week as uh, we've got Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers against Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid, which I have will be nowhere near as good as this six man was because, um, well, that, that's because Luke Gallows involvement. Yeah, that's, that's five guys trying to make <laughs> Luke Gallows do something. Yeah. Um, the show kicked so, off aside from stop jacking off. Yeah. Can we, that's the weirdest fucking BTE segment I think I've seen. I have, I, I don't get it that uh, again, uh, there are, there are a few things in life where I'm just kind of going, maybe I'm too old. Um, yeah. they're older than you. Fair point, but still, I don't <laughs> get it. I don't find it funny. I don't find it amusing. Uh, and, and that's not out of a, like, I'm, I'm a prude or anything. I just think it's just executed poorly. It's um, just, it's, it's, it's child being childish for the sake of being childish, I guess, yeah. you know, well, we're going to talk about, uh, touching our cocks and stroking off and then these sorts of things. And like, yeah. I mean, okay. I mean like yeah. slipping a boner pill into Brandon Cutler's drink is funny that, that, that played well, but yeah. just Talking about having a, a a masturbatory addiction and Luke Gallows can't you know beat off for five days. What the that's what's what's the comedy there? What's the punch? I, like, and, I and, and how does it even work into the show proper? I, it I don't doesn't. Know. It's yeah. It, yeah it's it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but uh, the show kicked off with the uh, Matt Seidel Kenny Omega match, non-title. If Matt Seidel got the win, he would have a world title shot. Seidel did not get the win, but goddamn, did he get put over huge. Uh, this was not, He came close, too. He came very, very close. Um, yeah. I was not expecting them to start with knuckle locks, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and the slower pace built to a fever pitch. Um, just incredible spots out of both guys. Uh, Matt Seidel, you forget because, you know, he got pulled out of New Japan due to a weed bust. But he really right. was in that tier of guys like Ricochet and Osprey and, and so on before he was banned from going to Japan. Um, and, and it feels like this was a bit of Omega trying to say, hey, world, this is who you've been missing out on. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Omega is a good guy to to be in there to bounce off of literally and figuratively (laughs) when it came to it. I mean, the 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 one winged angel reversal in the corner Mm -hmm. was I I bit on it hard. I, yeah, I, I thought for sure, like, uh, hell yeah, let's run this back with the title on the line that clearly Matt uh, Sidell right. is not going to win. Right, yeah, and it's one of those stipulations that it's just like, well, why would they do this if they're not going to give him a, a title shot at it or something like that? But yeah. that's, that's uh, you know, it was, it was, you know, and this is always your uh, barometer yes. for enjoying a match is yeah. – you know, when a match surprises you with yes. how good it is, like on paper, yeah, this could be good, but you didn't expect it to be that that good. good. Exactly. Like that, that you know, very much, uh, as you put it, that, that's the type of thing where I, I thought Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid against Bucks and Cutler was going to be great. And it was. Yeah. However, yeah. I knew, like, it was the match that I pictured in my head. I did not yeah. expect to absolutely be blown away by Omega inside out. And that's what, that's why I thought it was a bit better of a match, but goddamn the main event this week, TNT championship on the line, John silver getting a shot against the defending Darby Allen. First things first, what? And uh, I, and I recognize that everything AEW does is meant to be a shot across the bow of WWE. Yeah. But the fact that the main event and the highest rated segment of the show was, Darby Allen and John Silver. Yeah, two guys under six foot, two guys under 200 pounds. Yes. <laughs> and they are a year and a half into the existence of AEW. Yeah. And that can main event and draw viewers and mm-hmm. be perceived as a proper main event. Yes, you had the benefit of like, I, I thought this was clever, you know, Sting constantly being in frame almost as if he's a background character in a fighting game. Right, um, which may have helped grab some viewers and, and that sort of thing. But you just let those guys go out there and have a barn burner of a match. Credit to John Silver. Uh, he apparently, se- uh, not separated, dislocated his shoulder while he was doing his crazy Cesaro-esque locomotion fire-up bit, which included a dive to the outside over the top. Like, it was yeah, just a wild match and... Uh, you know, Darby being his daredevil self doing the coffin drop fake out instead doing the coffin drop to the floor onto all the dark order, which didn't see happening in that moment. Um, unlike a lot of times when you have the big group of guys waiting for a dive, you go, Oh, there's going to be a dive. Didn't expect it there. Uh, and of course I just love how scrappy he is. I, I say it all the time with these big Darby matches. The fact that so much of his offense is built around, I got to dig in. I got to reverse. I've got a cradle. I've got to pull this out of there. Like, I, I just love how raw his matches feel. And to have it against a guy who's such a killer striker. I mean, yes, he's kind of a comedy guy, but he can just get it done so well yeah. in ring and silver. Like, I was blown away. Yeah. And, you know, Darby's strong points are that scrappiness, but also his 
ragdollness, <laughs> you know, the fact yeah. that he just gets tossed around and it looks because he's such a little guy, it looks extra brutal than if he was tossing around somebody the size of Stu Grayson or something. Right. Um, right. Obviously, they're in the same faction, but I'm just talking body type here, um, you know, to the point where I think it was the shoulder block that Silver did on Darby that like yeah. shot Darby out between the uh, the middle and bottom ropes yes. uh, to yes. the outside that just looked it looked realistic. It looked brutal and it looked um, just, you know, you're like, holy shit. It was one of those sorts of moments yeah. in that match. And, you know, whoever age agented uh, was the agent for that match, um, you know, bonus uh, points for helping those two put that together because uh, it was just, uh, you know, I actually like I want to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah. I haven't had that thought, you know, uh, on a lot of matches uh in any promotion you know shingo takagi aside uh because <laughs> yeah. you know my ever loving everlasting love for shingo takagi yeah but uh but yeah it was a it was a fantastic main event yeah absolutely loved it and then i loved we went off the air the old uh wcw nitro into thunder fans we gotta go moment uh as we had all of the factions come out and brawl and just turn into this big thing and then tony shivani you talk talked about me as a transitions guy. Uh, yeah. Tony Schiavone throwing out the transition of a lifetime. The legend of AEW grows as the legend of Tarzan is next. <laughs> yeah, that was that was probably you know if there was a an Emmy category for uh, you know throws to the next program. Oh, I mean, so good. that's you know top five ever so so goddamn good uh and and just a great great fucking show um yeah i i I have nothing else to say chris i was trying to find it out and i can't think of anything funny well all i'm saying is well i i i would continue to talk about uh that match and gush about it but i have to go upstairs and set my uh dvr for um roads to fame or whatever the fuck the the reality show is going to be roads to the top Rose to the top. That's it. Oh yeah. My sure. God. Okay. Fuck that show. So it it's it it, it is literally wish dot com is and misses. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll start giving you a segment just like my XFL recaps. <laughs> <laughs> The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. Do you have an upcoming no DQ, barbed wire, steel cage, first blood, loser leaves town, tampon on the pole, boiler room brawl, ambulance, buried alive, casket gauntlet, a stretcher match coming up? Then you need to visit the Foreign Object Warehouse for all of your foreign object needs. Need a sack full of thumbtacks? 
We got it. A baseball bat wrapped in bacon and barbed wire. We got it. A two by four with a nail in it. We got it. A candlestick. We got it. A guitar to support your rock or country star gimmick. We got it. A bedpan for those visits to the local medical facility. We got it. Gardening shears a la Brutus Beefcake. We got it. An Irish shillelagh for St. Patrick's Day. We got it. A bullwhip, urn, scepter, cane, megaphone, nightstick, sledgehammer, or brass knuckles. We get it. That's right. Foreign Object Warehouse is your one-stop shop for any and all foreign objects you might need before heading up to the big upcoming show. Conveniently located at 303150 Generic Boulevard in Parts Unknown, Foreign Object Warehouse is here to arm you to ensure a dirty victory. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Where the only thing foreign to us is high prices. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Where cheaply manufactured tables, ladders, and chairs are born. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse will not be held responsible if you lose via disqualification, get buried alive, run over by a gold Lincoln, or go blind from a face full of baby powder.